Hello, and welcome to show number 2403 of Eyes on Success, a weekly program covering a wide variety of topics of interest to people with vision loss. I'm Nancy Goodman Torpy. And I'm Pete Torpy. Hey Siri, echo heart rate. Your heart rate is 63 BPM. And that's an example of how the app we'll be discussing today can be used to monitor your heart rate using Siri while you're exercising. Using VoiceOver to monitor your heart rate while running on a noisy treadmill wearing an Apple Watch and noise-canceling AirPods is difficult at best. We'll talk with Alex Weiner, developer at PK Fitness, about how he added Siri commands to provide on-demand speech feedback in their Echo Heart Rate app, as well as about their accessible Fat Burn app. But first for our tip of the week. This week's tip comes from Alex Weiner. If you are trying to find your audiograph, if you select your graph, you can use the rotary menu in VoiceOver to find it. Settings. Audiograph. Characters. Audiograph. Yeah. That's a great tip because there's lots of graphs and VoiceOver will announce those graphs and play them for you. Yeah, the rotary menu is really cool. And we'll be hearing more about how the audiograph feature works with VoiceOver in just a bit, along with a demo. You are listening to Eyes on Success. 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 Let's start by meeting Alex and learning about his company, PK Fitness. I'm Alex Viner, and I'm the lead developer for Bread Ventures, Inc. And uh, we started about a decade ago making apps for Apple Watch. We realized that Apple Watch was going to be the big new thing in fitness, and so we wanted to jump on it and make some really cool apps for Apple Watch. And our website is actually pkfitness.com because our first app was called PK Fitness. But uh, we kind of moved on from that, and we started making more and more Apple Watch apps. And Apple Watch is such a cool platform because heart rate is just built right in, and anyone who's wearing a watch can get their heart rate instantly. Many of your apps seem to focus on heart rate. Why is that? So we try to focus on heart rate because it's such a great indicator for your fitness performance and just giving you a live uh, read on how you're doing during your workout. And um, last I checked, we are the most prolific Apple Watch app developer. <laughs> but <laughs> it's only really because we like to experiment with a bunch of different projects. But yeah, I, I was surprised to hear that when I heard it, but <laughs> I think that's pretty cool. So we're going to be focusing on one or two of your specific apps, but can you give a kind of a quick rundown of what some of your other apps are? Uh, yeah. So I think our biggest project is called the Workout Companions. And we uh, sort of built this as a way for 
franchises and uh, independent gyms to uh, use our technology in their own gym and we can brand it for them and make it, you know, really easy for uh, for us to partner up with different uh, companies that are trying to get, you know, people fit. And uh, that's been the biggest project, just uh, interfacing with all these different companies. And at the same time, we are a very small company. We <laughs> we only have a few developers and we're always struggling to keep up with all the news, all the developments in the ecosystem. How did you get into developing accessible apps for Apple Watch? Well, a little bit about myself. I, I grew up uh, as a bit of a nerd for interface design. Uh, I was really into chess and programming. And in community college, I happened to have a deaf lab partner. And he was uh, helping me with this project to make a uh, firefighting robot <laughs> for uh, our uh, mechatronics class. And you know, communicating with him was really difficult and kind of inspired me to start a American Sign Language course at that same community college. That was a lot of fun, but um, I went on to transfer to University of Santa Cruz in California, and uh, I took an accessibility course, and that's where I learned about voiceover and how there's this whole field of study on public infrastructure for, you know, making everything accessible for the public. And um, that's kind of where I um, kind of blew my mind. So <laughs> I was always kind of, it was always in the back of my head trying to see, um, you know, how people interface with things. Um, but yeah, I got hired at uh, Bread Ventures just to make Apple Watch apps. It has to be difficult because every time there's a new device, there's several flavors of them, different screen sizes, this and that, and the OS changes. And so I guess even if you have a well-developed app and it's mature, you probably have to make a lot of changes for each version of the hardware and software. Yeah, absolutely. Eyes on Success connects corporate sponsors with visually impaired listeners around the world. More information about becoming a sponsor can be found at www.sponsor.eyesonsuccess.net. This week's focus topic is the Echo Heart Rate app and how Alex Weiner was able to make it accessible by a blind athlete, and also about their new accessible fat burn app. Well, Alex, before we talk about some of the specific apps that we'll talk about today, I just want to let you know that I'm all juiced up because I used your app this morning for my exercise on my treadmill and my exercise bike this morning. And the app I used was the Echo Heart Rate app, which I asked you for some voiceover accessibility features in and you accommodated uh, yeah, I was really uh, excited when I got your message uh, because I had been familiar with the accessibility features on iOS before with VoiceOver, but you know it's never been a huge priority with my company because we're small and we don't have a whole lot of time to take care of all things. But it always gives me uh, you know a bit of the warm fuzzies whenever somebody uh, can uh, appreciate a thoughtful UI design. So tell us a bit more about the Echo Heart Rate app and how it works. 
So Echo Heart Rate is an app that uh, you can get for your iPhone and Apple Watch. And it's really only for getting heart rate from your Apple Watch to your other gym equipment. That's been a big uh, pain point for a lot of people with the Apple Watch because it's proprietary. You don't normally get to see your heart rate on your treadmill, for instance, just because the Apple Watch is a closed system. And so we had the idea to create a sort of a Bluetooth bridge using the iPhone. And the Apple Watch itself alone cannot work as a peripheral that your gym equipment connects to. So we use the iPhone as a bridge. And so the heart rate gets sent from the Apple Watch to your iPhone. And the Echo Heart Rate app will uh, basically relay that same heart rate to your treadmill or your bike. It's an interesting set of connections. One wouldn't have thought there'd be all that complexity involved, but those were exactly the kind of issues that were biting me when I had tested several heart rate monitoring apps on the Apple App Store, and I was not successful in using them because I was wearing my Apple Watch. I had a phone sitting someplace in the room, but not on me when I was on my treadmill. And then I was wearing my AirPods with the noise cancellation on. And, you know, presumably some people could look at their watch and use Apple's heart rate monitoring, but I couldn't hear the watch with the noise cancellation headphones on. And my treadmill and stuff is pretty loud. So that was important to me. And I just didn't find an app that would do that. And some apps just wouldn't stay connected to Bluetooth. And then your app looked promising. And so I contacted you to say, hey, can we do something like have a command to have Siri announce the heart rate at my request? And you took on that challenge, didn't you? Oh, yeah. Um, it was uh, really interesting because I had not really been familiar with all the tools available to me uh, when I started this. but with the Siri shortcuts feature that they added not too long ago, you can send a command through Siri to whatever app supports those commands. So you just basically say the name of the app and give it a pass, uh, some sort of phrase that you uh, program into the app, and it can perform whatever actions the app provides. And that's what I set up manually in order to make it so you can say echo heart rate and it will give you your heart rate and you if you say echo zone it can give you what zone you're in um, if you have the heart rate zones enabled and um, yeah and i think you also made a start echo and stop echo siri command so you could start and stop your workout yeah, you want to be able to start it quickly. That's one of the uh, biggest factors when uh, in UI design is making things quick to access because too many clicks, too many swipes is just bad design. Right. And that is really great because with those new Siri commands, I can be exercising, listening to music, and if I want to check my heart rate, I just say echo heart rate, and it will tell me my heart rate through my... AirPods, which are noise canceling at the time because of my treadmill. And I can also, as you say, 
start and stop the workout automatically using Siri commands. So that makes the experience very seamless. And I understand you'll soon be adding some new features to the Echo Heart Rate app. Tell us about some of those. Yeah, and uh, we are planning to make it so that you can enable a special accessibility feature to make it announce heart rate periodically. Oh, that would be a nice feature too. Yeah. Yeah. Some of the other apps I checked out, they would partially work. I actually found one that would announce my heart rate occasionally, but every time it turned on, it would disconnect my podcast and I couldn't get it all connected again. And there I was in the middle of my workout and that app developer wasn't available. I don't think they were making the app anymore. So Mm. there weren't many good options and you really cleaned up this app nicely, made the interface nice and easy to use. Like you said, minimal amounts of swiping, pretty clean interface and I've been enjoying my workouts a lot more now. Yeah. And as you've said in previous podcasts, it's usually not that much work for us to make these accommodations. It's really just a matter of hiding particular elements from accessibility and grouping things together in an organized way. So, you know, things make sense if you can't see the screen. Well, all I know is Pete is never shy about explaining to developers that an app is not accessible. And so he was whining to me about having trouble finding a heart rate monitor. And then he mentioned that he had sent you a note. And like the next day, he says, this guy is actually responsive. This is terrific. He's going to get right on it. He keeps telling me how far he's come on the project. He was really impressed by how well you reacted and and made it work quickly. That's awesome. I love to hear that. (laughs) Well, you know, my experience has been that accessibility is a concern, certainly for people like myself who can't see. And many developers are willing to make some changes, but they don't know about the issues. And unless they know about the issues, because they're not using these applications without sight, they don't know about voiceover, but if they don't know about the issues, how can they address any of them? So I'm not shy, as Nancy said, about at least making developers aware. And sometimes, as you say, the changes to be made are pretty simple. I mean, I don't expect developers to totally rewrite their applications. That's that's a big deal, unless they knew about accessibility from the beginning. But, you know, if they're easy to do it's nice that some developers are willing to address those issues. Now, there is a a trap that some developers fall into with accessibility. um, They deviate a little bit too far from what uh, sighted users are experiencing. And so there becomes this branching problem where things change over time and you know, when things change, things can break. And if you have your voiceover experience uh, so much different from what's on screen, then it's it's really going to cause a lot of havoc. I can imagine that's the case. I mean, I think accessibility is most easily built in from the ground up, right? It's hard to tack it on later on because then you wind up doing some strange things and it may not be totally compatible with how you originally designed the app for people who can see the screen. Right. It's a bit of a balancing act. Right. Well, and you raised another interesting and very important point that the more the two experiences diverge, so the sighted experience and the voiceover experience diverge, if down the pike 
the developer wants to make a change to the cited version, they need to go back in and figure out how to do it to the voiceover version if they even remember to try and things can break. Exactly. Yeah, they have to do the audit over. So we talked about the Echo Heart Rate app, which I've really been enjoying, and it sounds like you have some new accessibility features coming in the near future that people should look for. You also wanted to talk about another app that you made accessible. The Fat Burn app. Yeah, we have this awesome new, uh, it's sort of a fun zones-based fitness app for iPhone and Apple Watch. And uh, we designed it to be super simple to use, simple to explain. (laughs) The idea behind it is that... If you're doing a workout and you're overexerting yourself, then you're probably not making an efficient use of your energy to burn calories. And so, you know, if the best way to burn fat is to burn calories during your workout, then you want to maintain a certain level of effort or heart rate. And so we use your heart rate to tell you what zone you're in. And there are only three zones for this app. There's, well, I guess you could say there's only one zone, and that would be the fat burn zone. So when you get onboarded with the app, it knows your age, and it knows your general walking heart rate, and it can use that to intelligently provide a default fat burn zone, which is basically a range of heart rates that you want to stay in during your workout. And every minute that you spend in that zone is uh, going to award you one point in the app. And so you'll have a daily goal and a weekly goal of how many points that you earn. And once you've hit your daily goal, your point ring fills up and you can complete your workout. It's a lot of fun to use. It uses the uh, haptics of the Apple Watch to tell you when your zone changes. So when you get, you know, you're going a little bit too hard on the treadmill, you're going to feel a little tap on your wrist. And the accessibility um, voiceover on the phone is going to tell you high intensity. And so you're, you're out of the zone. So you get alerted during your workout automatically. Yeah, you get alerts. And uh, visually, it just looks like your zone has changed from orange to gray. And then once you get back into the zone, you change from gray to orange. Presumably, if you're not working hard enough, it also alerts you and gives you a chance to improve. Right. Yeah. So if you're not in the zone and you're uh, because your heart rate is too low, then you'll be low intensity. And if you drop too low, then you'll get a haptic for that as well. And the echo heart rate also has this concept of heart rate zones in it. And there are various choices you can make for that, right? Yeah, with echo heart rate, you can select from a number of different zone models. And the reason uh, we have this feature at all is because there's so many different fitness companies like Peloton and uh, Nordic Track that have their own zone model with any number of segments and different percentage effort levels. Basically, they're like thresholds uh, to get into these different zones. 
and they all have their own color scheme. And so we wanted to make it so that people that use Echo could take advantage of these different zone models. That is pretty useful. In fact, I've been a little bit more careful these days. I found that um, the way I was exercising open loop without getting any feedback on my heart rate, I think I was a little bit outside some of the ranges I should have been. So I've actually moderated my exercise a little bit. I don't want Nancy to find me on the ground when she comes back after my exercise sometimes. So I do appreciate having the feedback. Yeah, and with these zone models, uh, well, it's called zone training in general. And some of these zone models award you their own points. And so we put that into this menu as well. So if you select the Peloton zones, for instance, the points that you're awarded on your bike interface is going to match what's in the Echo Heart Rate app. Does your app have a mechanism where you can compute what your ideal workout heart rate ought to be? Or do you just send people elsewhere to figure that out for themselves? We really leave that up to the user. We try to make the Echo Heart Rate app more uh, as a flexible utility app. We don't really guide the user uh, in terms of their fitness goals. Uh, We just uh, try to make it easy for them to do what they're used to doing. And that's what I found is you you can do lots of research on the internet about how you should be working out different workout models and stuff like that. But being able to have the feedback is important to make sure you can actually be doing that when you're exercising and working out. Yeah. So there's um, one more topic I can expound on for the fat burnout, which I think is pretty interesting for voiceover. When you do a workout with the FabBurn app, or if you do a workout on any other app for your iPhone or Apple Watch, the FabBurn app is going to be able to show you your workout history. So it imports the workout that you do from the Apple Fitness app, for instance. They just call it Workout on the Apple Watch. It's a little confusing. (laughs) Oh, I think Workout is in the Health app. Yeah. Yeah, the workout um, comes with it. It's basically a, a native app. So if you get your Apple Watch, it'll come pre-installed. Right. And it starts tracking everything you do before you even know you have it. Yeah. So your history goes back to the day you bought the device. Right. Although it's only going to show you your workout history if you explicitly recorded a workout. Well, right, for workout, but it does steps and flights of stairs and some other stuff without you even telling it. Yeah. Would it make sense to do a little demonstration of voiceover on the fat burn app? Let's do that. Fat burn, day, button, one of four. So this is the interface that you see uh, when you first open the app, and it basically gives you a summary of your workout history for the day and how many points you earned. Week, month, month, year, Monday, November 13, adjustable. Swipe up or down with one finger to adjust the value. And you can use this menu to go back and forth different days. Tuesday, November 14, Monday, November 13, 524 calories burned out of 1,040, 45 points earned out of 30, 50 minutes active out of 40, workouts, see all, cardio, 5, 10 p.m. 45 PDS button. 
And the uh, 45 PTS, that's 45 points that I burned for uh, that workout, that cardio workout. And I can click on that, that workout to see more details. Cardio, 5.10 p.m. to 5.56 p.m. 45 points earned out of 30. 272 calories burned out of 1,040. 46 minutes active out of 40. Efficiency button. Heading. This workout was 77% efficient. Excellent. 77% of this workout was in the fat burn zone. So uh, when you look at a workout, you can view a graph of your heart rate over time. And this is where the voiceover um, audiograph feature comes into play. Audiograph available. The x-axis is time. The y-axis is BPM. There is one data series. And I can use this to listen to an audiograph. Audiograph. Swipe up or down to select an audiograph action, then double tap to activate. Describe chart. The x-axis is time. The y-axis is BPM. There is one data series. Play audiograph. <laughs> so, yeah, it's a... Uh... It's a pretty fun feature. The The cool thing about the audiograph is that uh, if you use Apple's latest programming tools to render your graphs, it will give you the option to make audiograph available. In fact, it should work by default unless you have something really custom. Yeah, so you can use the uh, audiograph to describe bar charts as well. Well, great, Alex. I thank you for all the work you've done in making the Echo Heart Rate app more accessible and usable for me and pleasant to use and the work you've done in general about making your apps accessible. And it was a great interaction. I do appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for talking. You are listening to Eyes on Success. Success, 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 success. Now for this week's final item, how to learn more about PK Fitness and their apps and how to contact them. Well, Alex, if people are interested in learning more about the company you work for and some of the apps that you put out, can you tell us where they can find out more information? Yeah, so our website is pkfitness.com. That's where you can see a list of our biggest products. And... Um, we have Echo Heart Rate and the Fat Burn app listed there. Is there an email address if anybody wants to contact PK Fitness? Oh, yeah. Uh, support at pkfitness.com. So I assume since these apps are designed for using with an Apple Watch, they're only on iOS. They're not on Android. Right. Uh, we, uh, you know, it's funny. I started app development on the Android platform, but uh, when the Apple Watch came out, my company decided, you know what, let's go all in on uh, the Apple ecosystem. And that's what we did. And uh, probably the most interesting thing I learned in my accessibility class was how the blind community almost exclusively uses iPhones and Apple Watch just because they put such a an emphasis on voiceover. And of course, you can find all of that contact information and more in the show notes associated with this episode, which is episode 2403 at www.eyesonsuccess.net. 
That's it for today's show. Next week on Eyes on Success, we'll be speaking with Eden Kaiser, a totally blind court stenographer. We'll talk with Eden about how she was drawn to the profession, what makes it suitable for somebody who is blind, how she was trained, the technology that makes it possible, how she does the job, and why she finds it so rewarding. Okay, well, I'm going to jump on my treadmill, and we hope to catch you all next week. You've been listening to Eyes on Success, hosted and produced by Nancy Goodman Torpy and Peter Torpy. You can access the full archive of previous shows, subscribe to the podcast, and much more by going to our website, www.eyesonsuccess.net. If you have questions about anything you've heard on the show or have suggestions for future shows, send an email to hosts at eyesonsuccess.net. Thank you for listening and have a nice day.